great seeing you, Dominic. You know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say you need to talk to Dominic Carter because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And good morning, good morning, good Monday morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. A programming note later on tonight, Monday and Tuesday, I will be with you for three hours each night. Now, what that means for you is between 10 p.m. and 1 a.m., I will have a bit more time to focus on you, our callers, and more time to address and take your telephone calls. Rita Cosby, my great colleague, has Monday and Tuesday off. And again, I will be with you later on tonight, later on tonight and Tuesday from 10 p.m. until 1 a.m. The big story over the weekend, and it continues to be the case, Tyree Nichols, as the city of Memphis, Tennessee, prepares to say goodbye to him. The video released Friday shows five African-American police officers holding him down and striking Nichols repeatedly in one spat for about three minutes with their fists, boots, and batons as they screamed profanities at him. Nichols uh, was screaming and reaching out for his mother in the uh, footage, and it really is heartbreaking, heartbreaking, as he was beaten, tased, and pepper sprayed numerous times uh, directly in his face. Nichols ultimately died three days later in a hospital, and several protests have happened all over the country. And those protests, again, occurring in New York and cities all across our area and all across the country. Two of the officers involved in this, two of the uh, Memphis police officers, joined the department in Memphis after it lowered hiring standards. That's obviously the big story we're going to deal with this morning. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. That's one of the stories, the big one. You may recall that same Harlem Socialist Council member, Councilwoman Kristen Richardson Jordan, that single-handedly killed a $700 million housing project in which half of the units were for middle to low income in Harlem, and she's doing something else. This council member has to go. She has to go. She's doing something further that will only divide us. She wants to name a street in Harlem after Nation of Islam leader Elijah Muhammad. She wants to name an intersection in Harlem along a section of Malcolm X Boulevard, and a public hearing is set for, the hearing is set for tomorrow. And so uh, that's going to be very interesting to see how how that plays out. And uh, another story that I'm following with great interest happens to be this one, Chris Cuomo. You may recall that Cuomo, that's the one I'm talking about. Apparently, he wants to fight our own Sid Rosenberg in a charity boxing match. 
You can't make this up. So according to Sid, I was sitting uh, on, uh, on I think, either Wednesday or Thursday, and uh, we were about to do the uh, Lunar New Year uh, event. And he comes in and he goes, Dominic, you, you won't believe this. And I'm like, what's up, Sid? What's up? How are you, man? What's going on? And he goes um, <laughs> that, that he had exchanged tweets with Chris Cuomo. And he invited Chris Cuomo, this is what Sid is telling me, to be on, on Sid's program. And he says that suddenly Chris Cuomo says, wait a second, you've been talking S about my brother, the governor of New York State, uh, the former governor, uh, Andrew Cuomo. And then he talks about Sid being lucky that he hasn't gotten his arm around his neck because, again, you're talking S about my brother. This is what Sid tells me. And then he says, Sid said, said, Dominic, this guy says to me, I'm not going to take this anymore. And then he starts telling mutual friends that if a million dollars is put up, that he's going to fight Sid in the boxing ring for charity. And so Sid said, um, you know, Dominic, I'm not afraid of him at all, but, uh, you know, I'm going to fight in a ring over a text. And then Chris Cuomo sends him a... um, a text that says, trust me, this is going to happen. So I, I don't know what's going on here, but, folks, we want to get your take on all of these three stories. We start with the incident out of Memphis, and we'll be taking your telephone calls in, in just a few minutes here. Former President Donald Trump says the fatal beating of Tyree Nichols by Memphis police officers should have never happened. This is Al Sharpton. It's calling for peaceful protests. I'll tell you a bit more of what the former president had to say, but I want you to listen to part of the video, part of the beating of Mr. Nichols. Give me your hands. Give me your hands. Okay. All right. All right. Give me your hands. Give me your hands. All right. Okay. All right. All right. Huh? Give me your hands, bro. Give me your hands. What's up? And so that that's uh what it sounded like and it is heartbreaking to uh, to listen to it. But the one thing we don't want to do is we don't want to listen to. I'm going to tell you in one second. People like Hank Newsom, he is the the local, if you will. He refers to himself as the Black Lives Matter uh, leader, the top leader in New York. He was at one of the rallies on Friday night. We're about to go to your telephone calls. I want you to listen, folks, to what Mr. Newsom had to say. But not those allies who will get up here and be like, oh, we just going to march peacefully. That's not what we need right now. Mr. Newsom needs to go crawl under a rock somewhere and just remain quiet. He continued with his comments. Only way that we get ahead is through unity. But I'm not talking that kumbaya unity. I'm talking that if you with us, we up type of unity. I'm talking that I will die for each and every one of y'all type of unity. 
So what we're going to do, I'll get into a bit further of what Mr. Trump had to say and um, and some of the other stories that we're dealing with. But I think on a night like this, it is important that we hear what you folks have to say. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Let's begin with Teddy and Yonkers. Good morning, Teddy. What's on your mind? Uh, good morning, Dominic. Dominic, let me ask you this. I just... I, I, I've lost the ability to have words to speak about what I saw and heard on TV. I never thought I would see that again like I saw in 1991 with Rodney King. Okay? I just never, ever thought that I would see that. But I'd like to ask you this, and this is important. I like Mr. Crump is a brilliant lawyer, and I understand his agenda. And... But I want to know what how do you interpret when he said it is in the it's in the culture, it's in the culture, it's in the culture. And I'm repeating that three times of the of the system of the police departments in America. And I interpret it this way, regardless of whether it was all black cops or all white cops or all Latino cops, or Asian cops. If it was a white victim, he's saying, and I think he's right, that it wouldn't have happened to a white victim, the brutality and bestiality on him, it would happen more so with a black victim. And I want to know, do you agree with that? And I don't. I don't. I I don't. Thank you, Teddy, for the call. I don't agree with that. And and here's why. Here's why. I I don't like in dealing with hypotheticals. So here's here's what I'm trying to say, Teddy. If you talk to uh, people, some people, many people in the African-American community and ask them if that's possible, they will say not only is it possible, it has actually happened in terms of now, as it relates to the culture, uh, the allegation from Mr. Crump that it's in the uh, culture of the police department, I, I don't agree with that as well. Um, I, I, I'm just I'm just pointing out facts here, folks. I, I really am. And um, you need to keep in mind that, and all I am just stating the facts, okay? I'm not judging. I'm not prejudging. I am stating the facts. You have to remember that Mr. Crump is the advocate for his clients, as we would expect any lawyer to be. You have to remember that Mr. Crump is going to receive 30%, if not 33 to 35, maybe even 39% of whatever these cases are settled for. I'm not judging anybody. I am telling you facts. And so any any lawyer worth their salt is going to spin anything to favor their client. Now, uh, Mr. Crump probably believes that in his heart, but I, I am just pointing out that on all of these high-profile cases that will settle, that will settle, uh, for any easy anywhere between five to twenty to the Central Park Five case settled for more than forty million dollars, and so any attorney on these cases, if they're the sole attorney, they are looking at a thirty percent, at a minimum, payday. And so you you ask, do do I believe it's in the culture of the police department? I don't. Are there a few bad app apples? Yes. Are there bad journalists? Yes. Are there bad talk show hosts? Yes. Are there bad doctors? Are there bad everybody? Yes. The answer is yes to that. But I do not believe on a personal level that it's in the culture of the police department. Let's go to Michael in New Jersey. Good morning, Michael. What's on your mind? Yeah, I just wanted to say at one time, at one time, these five policemen were very, very, very 
good, excellent, excellent policeman. Wait, 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 Michael. Let let me let Michael, you're you're about to set up that they were good and the community turned them bad. That's what you're about to set up. But how do you wait, 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 wait. How do you know they were? Michael, how do you know they were good? Why do I say they were good? They were volunteers. They had a very, very high. Wait, they, they were. Wait, they were volunteers. What do you they mean were, they were volunteers? No, to go into that special unit, you have to volunteer. Michael, Michael, the the, the special unit, you, you do have to uh, sign up for it. But there are perks in terms of benefits, in terms of being in the special units, and and quicker promotion. But but I, I just take great exception with you describing the character of these officers, and you don't know any of them. Oh, here's what I'm saying. Even if you get benefits, they're in higher crime areas, their lives are more in danger. I think that they were good, and it wasn't the community that destroyed them. It was the politicians. When you're a good cop and you keep seeing these liberal, progressive politicians keep allowing crime and keep letting off the criminals, it gets you more and more frustrated. You become more aggressive. What they did was wrong? Absolutely, positively, yes. But I think that they became this aggressive because they saw the crime. Now, I'll give you an example. When Jimmy Carter was president, he had a, a black Um, I believe it was the United Nations representative by the name of Andrew Young. He was a super progressive liberal. When Carter lost the election, he said, I am going to run as mayor of Atlanta. And he ran as mayor, and he said at that time Atlanta was the murder capital of the United States. He said, so so I make sure I will never forget what's going on. I will go to the funeral of every single child that is killed that is murdered in a drive-by. He went to so many funerals, it turned him into a a fanatic, fanatic, I mean, more conservative than conservative. He got to the point where he said, the only way to clean up this city is to take every one of these gangbangers and fry them in the electric chair. He went from far, well, far I, I, I don't, I don't recall, Michael, you're making no. a lot of jumps no. and a lot of assumptions this morning. Well, I don't recall, I don't recall Andrew Young ever saying anything like no, that. He, it, he, he was known as guy, an... Yeah, he said it to the guy that replaced him. Hello? And you're, you're telling me this is public? Yeah, he said. Maybe you don't remember it, but he definitely No, because, 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 because the moment I get off the air tonight, I'm going to go check for every Absolutely. single thing you've said. Absolutely. Because I believe, Michael, that particularly in times like this, we have got to deal with fact. But I thank you for your right. call. Thank you for calling this morning. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. Let's go to Bob in Westchester. Good morning, Bob. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Dominic, there's no question about what happened was wrong. It was terrible, and it should never happen again. These guys are going to go to prison for the rest, rest of their lives, I'm sure. But my question to you is that the person that killed Ashley Babbage, he was a black officer. Is Al Sharpton and the black activist going to go after him too? Well, okay, wait. Let's let's go back and dissect uh, what what you're saying. Yeah. One, I, I, I got to be honest with you, Bob. I, I, I don't understand why people – listen, I have a problem with the shooting of uh, Ashley Babbitt. I, I have a problem with it as well. But I don't understand, and please tell me, why every time something happens, you're doing this right now, people go, no, 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 don't look at this, go look at that. There's a compare-contrast. Why are, why are we so divided? Why can't we just look at one issue and one issue only? Well, Dominic, in all due respect, he he abuses authority as at the police officer. Wait, 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 wait. Maybe you didn't hear me. I said that I agree with you that something is terribly wrong with the Babbitt case. I agree with you, but but you're not answering my question. My question to you, Bob, is. Why is it every time something happens, we, we just we're so, what I'm trying to do, avoid, Bob, is we don't want to look at anything. All we want to do is say, no, 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 no. I want you to look at what I feel the agenda should be. That's what you're doing this morning right now. So no. what I'm asking is you're saying, no, Dominic, don't, don't focus on the Nichols case. Let's focus on Ashley Babbitt. And why is that? Well, it's very similar in the, in the sense that he abuses authorities like those tribal officers did. 
Okay, well, I agree that there's something wrong with the Babbitt case. But that officer, and he's African-American, has not been charged with anything. This is a very different case. This is a case where five officers, who also happen to be African-American, have been fired and charged immediately with second-degree murder. So how do you make the con- – I'm just trying to find out, Bob, the way that your mind thinks – that you're you're making this comparison, and we do this all the time. If I bring up George Santos, and and he's about to be let out in handcuffs, and people will go, no, don't focus on on Santos, focus on Biden, Fo- focus on the Senator uh, Blumenthal uh, up in Connecticut. Are we that divided that we don't see what's in front of us? All we want to do is focus on what our agenda happens to be. Well, Dominic, I'm, I'm sorry. I have to disagree with you. But, disagree with what, Bob? I'm trying. To, what are you disagreeing with? Well, I, I, like I said, he abuses his authority. He had no right to pull that gun okay. out and fire. Okay, listen, it. listen, listen, listen. That's your opinion, and it might be my opinion. But he hasn't been charged with anything. You don't see the difference in these two cases? I understand. He he should have been charged, and he wasn't because of politics. Okay, and and maybe you're correct. But right now, we're not talking about Ashley Babbitt. Right now, we're talking about what happened in Memphis, Tennessee. I, oh, yeah. I just, I, go ahead, go ahead, Bob. I'll give you the final say before I move on. Bob? Yeah. Oh, you have the final say before I move on. Please go ahead. Well, Dominic, like I said earlier, those five officers were definitely wrong. They're going to go to prison. They're going to be punished severely. I understand that. But, you know, Al Sharpton and the other activists are saying that they are not going to tolerate any type of uh, abuse of authority by any anyone against black people. Well, this person committed a murder. Uh, okay, Bob, th- this is the final time I'm going to say it. That's your opinion, and it may be my opinion. I agree that something is wrong in that case. But that does not, we're talking about apples and oranges, uh, unfortunately. Now, now, if someone can get this officer in D.C. Uh, criminally charged, then that's a different story. But right now, he's not charged with anything. But I agree with you. There's something terribly wrong with the Babbitt case. Thank you for the call, Bob. I've got to take a break. But, folks, I want you to join the 77 WABC VIP Club by downloading the app or going to wabcradio.com slash VIP and enter now for this week's 77 WABC VIP Club prize, a studio tour and lunch with none other than Curtis Lewa. Join the 77 WABC family as every week we are giving away prizes to our 77 WABC VIP members. Prizes include live event experiences, celebrity meet and greets, signed items, concert tickets, and more. Folks, become a 77 WABC VIP member just like me. We are going to take a break. When we come back, more of your telephone calls from Florida to Yonkers to Newburgh to Brooklyn to Bronx and Yonkers. We'll be right back. Talk Radio 77. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. And we are back dealing with three stories this morning. Tyree Nichols, the young man that died, the fatal encounter with the Memphis uh, police officers, that same Harlem Socialist Council member is cause, causing troubles again. Her name, uh, Kirsten Richardson Jordan, she wants to name a block in Harlem after Elijah Muhammad of the Nation of Islam. Y- you have to understand, folks, and you, ha- you have to consider the history here. And this is nothing but divisive. 
And everything that Minister Louis Farrakhan spouts and and says he was taught by Elijah Muhammad, and so was Malcolm X. So you have Elijah Muhammad in terms of the pecking order. Then you have uh, uh, Malcolm X, and and you and you have uh, Minister Louis Farrakhan, and this council member. It, she's destroying her own community. She wants to name a block or name name a street, a, a, a corner, after uh, Elijah Muhammad. The hearing is on Tuesday, on Tuesday, tomorrow. And I don't know what to make of this one. We're going to take some phone calls on this as well. Chris Cuomo wants to fight our Sid Rosenberg in a charity boxing match where somebody puts up a million dollars, and Chris Cuomo, based on what Sid told me, text him that you've been talking S about my brother, and that's why he wants to uh, have this fight. Let's go to Al in Yonkers, this box- boxing match. Al in Yonkers, good morning, Al. What's on your mind? Uh, good morning to you, Dominic. You know, when I get a chance, I, I do listen to Sid and Friends, which isn't often, but when I do, I enjoy it. I think he does a good job with the friends that he brings in during the week, like Andrew Giuliani. But I think, as you know, he should take the high road and just uh, annoy, uh, ignore Chris Cuomo, because uh, Chris Cuomo's star has, uh, you know, fallen, and he's probably just annoyed and uh, angry. And I just hope that uh, Sid Rosenberg just moves forward and ignores this. Uh, you know, Chris Cuomo trying to get his name in the paper and the press. Do you agree? I, I hear you, Al, but, but let me let me just give you the other side for one second. Sure. Oftentimes, people that are in the public eye, myself included, we are advised by experts to do exactly what you just said. Turn the other cheek, don't respond, whatever you do, don't respond, and just turn the other cheek. But I got to tell you, Al, sometimes it's hard to turn the other cheek. Oh, I, I can imagine. I can imagine being the public eye. They, I, I'm going to be. Different. I'm going to be completely honest with you right now. There <laughs> are some people that will send me tweets or their comments, and they're sending 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 this to me like I'm obligated to listen to their opinion. And there are times where I've had to. Uh, stop and erase when I wanted to say something, but you know when you're in the public eye, it's it's you can't and and it's it's very 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 tough. Thank you, Al, for the call. Let's go to Brooklyn. Let's see what Larry has to say this morning. Good morning, Larry. Yeah, good morning. You know, um, up, uh, Al made a lot of sense. You know, I, I was gonna I was gonna say something that towards that Sid should take the fight, but you know. I realize that Al made a lot. When he said that Chris Cuomo's star had faded, uh, he's absolutely right. Um, and um, you know, it's it's just interesting that he's in journalism, Chris Cuomo, and he doesn't he doesn't understand that you, that you, if you can't speak about the governor, who can you speak? I mean, he still has this kind of like macho bravado Italian kind of thing over his profession. So, I mean, I would say if he was still with CNN, I would tell Sid, get in the ring with him and line up Don Lemon next next after him and dispose of both of them. Because, to be honest with you, Sid, I believe, could mess up Chris Cuomo. He's six foot five. He's got the reach on him. Cuomo's strong, but if Sid knows how to box, he could he could mess his face up pretty bad. And I think if Cuomo is unrelenting, I think Sid's going to have to do it. And okay, I think so, so Larry... Win. For the million dollars for charity, would, would you do it? Oh, if, if, you know, because it's for charity. Um, interesting. That's Sid's call, but I... No, I no, 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 no. Sid. I didn't ask for Sid's call. I said, Larry, for a million dollars for charity, would you do it? If I was Sid, absolutely, because Cuomo no, I did, Again, I did not say Sid. I said you. Oh, Cuomo would kick my ass. But, 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 uh, would, but okay, Larry, would you yeah. do it? It's a real simple question. No, I, do I, don't get, I don't want to get hurt. Why would okay, I so you wouldn't it? do it? Okay, okay, fair enough, fair it, enough. It because, should. It okay, should, and, and I, I thank you for the call because for a million dollars for charity, 
Count me in. I'm in the ring. I'm there. But I thank you for that call, Larry, in Brooklyn. Let's go to Lauren in New Jersey. Good morning, Lauren. What's on your mind? Yeah, Dominic, it's really hurtful, you know, for those of us that uh, respected uh, Malcolm X to think that Elijah Muhammad, who we know did not pull the trigger, but was complicit in so much of what tortured the whole family and the life and the children and the way Betty died and just on and on that whoever this person is has absolutely no idea of the history between Elijah Muhammad and, and she, she's Muhammad. a socialist, the council member, and it seems like she wants to burn the entire institution. She got elected quietly, snuck in. And now that she's in, she's taking a wrecking ball to her own community for her own agenda. Oh, so sad. I know that one of Malcolm's daughters teaches at John Jay. I hope that, I mean, that family's been through so much. I just, it's horrible. Yes. Yes. They, they, they have gone through a lot. And Lauren, I, I, I hear the pain in your voice and I, 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 but I do. My heart, it does. But I, I, I do thank you for your call, and I, I hope that you have a good morning. Thank you so much, Lauren. Let's go back to Yonkers. Let's say good morning to Trevor. Good morning, Trevor. What are you thinking about this morning? Good morning. Hey, um, I don't mean to change the subject back to the Memphis thing. Um, it's okay. It's one of the. To- it's the main topic this morning. Oh, well, thank you. Because um, actually, I have a lot of family that's cops, and I actually live in a predominantly black neighborhood or area, and. I just want to say we were just talking about this. They're upset about the black-on-black crime, but I agree with you. It's more about the you're dividing the people, and you're dividing everyone and making them not trust the police and making it harder for you know, black men in the community to become police and be trusted. And one of the things that I wanted to bring up was my father or well, my stepfather is one of the biggest gung-ho cops that you can be, you know, cop off duty, on duty. In the last two years, he was behind the desk. And I asked him why. And he said, because he doesn't want to end up on social media or on the front page of a paper doing his job. And he's afraid that people will turn his job against him. And and a lot of police officers feel that way these, they, these days. And Trevor. that's what drives the neighborhoods down. If you can't trust your police and then the police don't want to come in your neighborhood to, to protect you because they're afraid of the other things, then criminals can just go and do what they want. Right, right. And, you know, it, it's horrible what happened to Tyree Nichols. The video is very, very hard to look at. I won't watch this, it. Th- this, case, this case, though, is going to set us back. I'd say 20, 25 years in policing, because if you think police and, and these five guys, these officers that have been fired, they're not police officers. Those guys were thugs looking at yeah. the video. That's not what police officers do. And That's so what a human but, being does. Right. But those five are going to set back the entire industry of policing about 20, 25 years. We were already in a tough situation where police are demonized on a daily basis. Yes, and I thought about your question when you were asking the other caller about what would you do. This is what the point I wanted to make that I was talking to my stepfather about, is that there has to be better psychological tests for police. You have to cannot give anybody power to put someone behind bars and have the ability to kill someone if they are not, you know, psychologically well, well you know, they like cannot well, be looking two, for power. Two, two of these officers involved in the stop joined the department after the Memphis police lowered their standards for hiring. You cannot, uh, across the country, I, I, I'm not going to judge what the appropriate standing is, but generally it's some college, um, uh, 30 to 60 credits, and Memphis lowered the requirements because you, they couldn't get police officers. It's the same problem that every police department outside of Suffolk County and Nassau County. And thank you for the call, Trevor. It's the same problem that many police departments are facing across the country. But in lowering the standards, you you get what 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 you're paying for, and it's unfortunate. 
uh, that this happened. Let's let's go to Newburgh. Let's say good morning to Kevin. Good morning, Kevin. What's on your mind? Good morning, Tom. I want to talk about the uh, Memphis situation with you also. I think, you know, I was glad to hear that the, uh, uh, the Scorpion unit was disbanded. And uh, because I, I, I had a flashback when I first got the Army working here in Manhattan. Uh, remember the Tactical Patrol Force, TPF? They were like the riot cops in, in front of New York City. And uh, they would uh, work in high-crime areas on uh, non-riotous days. And I remember the one time uh, in the area where I was, they were on patrol, and they were they patrol four minutes at a time. And I remember talking to one of my uh, scooter cops uh, the next day. I said, oh, you must feel great having a TPF here. He goes, no. I said, what do you mean? He, he goes, they walk in, and they walk in like a team of four, beat the heck, beat the heck out of everybody in the, in the park where he patrolled by scooter. And he goes, the next night, I've got to go in there by myself. So wait, 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 Kevin, what type of unit? I'm having a hard time following the story. Was this a military unit? I'm I'm not following you. Oh, no, I confused you by saying I got the Army. In the early 70s and mid 70s, the TPF, Tactical Patrol Force. Of the NYPD? Yes. Okay. They were basically your riot cops, initial riot cops. And then also for high crime areas, they supplement the uh, the, the local precinct. And I, I worked in a high crime area. And I was not a police officer, but I, you know, I was friends with a couple of them. And they, uh, like I say, they're they patrolling four at a time. And uh, next night, I said to the uh, scooter cop, I said, "Oh, I must think you feel great." He goes, "No," he goes, "They walk around like bullies. They walk in four at a time, beat that crap out of people." And then I have to go in the next day and patch up, and i got to work here my 20 years. So I think when you get units like that, the mentality, uh, they have to be very well supervised, you know, at all times. Because otherwise, I I hear you, Kevin. Well, the problem is that it's clear in Memphis these cops were not clearly supervised, and and that's a problem. Kevin, I I really appreciate your call, and thank you uh, for the story. We are going to take a break. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. Of course, coming up at the top of the hour, Frank Marano and the other side of midnight. When we come back, the Chronicles of Dominic Carter, and we're going to take, we're going to continue with your telephone calls from Garden City to the Bronx to Brooklyn to Staten Island and Palm Bay, Florida. We'll be right back. America, we are endowed by our creator with certain unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity, and the American dream starts with purpose. To serve others in ways that promote human flourishing and create a ripple effect of transformation for generations to come, find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. What is going on in the world? There there are days that I, I don't understand what's happening, and this is one of them. A teenager suffering from a gunshot wound died just a few hours ago after he was dumped at a Manhattan hospital. The 17-year-old Dominic Allen was dropped off at Harlem Hospital around 5.15 p.m. Medical staff was unable to save him, and later police determined Allen had been shot in the chest at the East River Houses on East 105th Street near 1st Avenue in East Harlem. He lived in Harlem. So that's one situation of someone being uh, dumped at a Manhattan hospital, dumped at a hospital. Then in Washington, D.C., in D.C., a four-year-old girl, I said four years old, walked into a hospital with a gunshot wound Saturday, police say. 
The four-year-old girl was breathing and conscious at the time of her arrival at the medical facility, but police have not released any further details on the child's uh, condition. And so a four-year-old child in Washington, a 17-year-old child in, in, uh, in Harlem, and th- these are the things that we have to contend with and deal with as we're, as we're talking about the issue of the police around the country. Ed, on Staten Island, good morning. What's on your mind, Ed? Oh, I think uh, disbanding the Scorpion group is a huge mistake. I mean, not group, unit, because it's, uh, it's just another example of collective guilt. You know, maybe it did good work, but five people abused it. Now you've got to cancel the whole thing. You know, Richard Reed tried to put a, sh- a bomb in his shoe in 2001. And to this day, we all got to take our shoes off at the airport. I mean, collective guilt doesn't work. And this okay, reparations- but, but wait, but wait, Ed, wait, Ed, Ed, wait, let, let's talk this out for a second now. If, if it was established, and it was, that someone can carry a shoe bomb, you don't think that for all of us to take our shoes off? No, because the back of the airport's wide open. It's not security. It's the illusion of security. Well, I, I agree with you on that. It's the illusion of security. But I think that all of us should be forced to take it. I have no problem taking off my shoes if it yeah, means well, yeah, that it's less the, threat. You know, but and, and reparations, I mean, let the people who are responsible pay the reparations. Southern Democrats, the richest families in Virginia. Okay, Ed, but, Ed, Ed, we're not even talking I, I'm about Irish. reparations we never, this morning. We never had slaves in Ireland. Ed, Korea Ed, never we're not, had we're, Ed, 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 we're this not. This is all where did reparations come, Ed, Ed, where did reparations come from this morning? I don't know. Okay, you just felt like talking about it. What's been okay. going on in the, in the media in, in, for, for months? It's not something new. Right, but we're talking about what occurred in Memphis, Tennessee, and you just went left and brought up reparations. But, okay, thank you for the call, Ed. I, I do appreciate it. Um, and the unit has to be uh, uh, disbanded. They Politically, the the mayor, the police commissioner, they have no choice at this point. Now, is it going to hurt the community that the, that the unit is no longer there? Yes, it's going to hurt the community. But apparently the community in Memphis wanted it gone anyway because they, based on community members, they said that the unit was nothing but abusive. That's what they are saying. Though That's not my words. Those are their words. John in Garden City. Good morning, John. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Dominic, quick thing about police attitude. I'm not here to badmouth police in general, but uh, where I live, there's, a, there's an intersection where there's four stop signs, and, and very often people run the stop sign. One particular day, stop sign gets run by a guy, just completely runs it, and I ran up to my car and I scolded him. And he, he's a kid that lives in neighborhood. We know he does. He flashes me his police badge. I said, and I laced into him, don't you dare pull that crap with me because what you did was wrong. And what, what I'm getting at, they, they become disconnected sometimes, and the power gets to their head. Those police officers beat that kid. At one point, she said, enough is enough because their attitude and the ego is, it rise beyond what the, what the badge is all about. And that's the problem. They're hung up sometimes with the fact of, 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 of um, you know, of of the person uh, resisting arrest. That's the key word. Though. When the resisting arrest comes to play, John, it's like John, I hear you. John, I hear you. Car John, I hear you. But I want John. I want to ask you a question. I really want to ask you a question. You're putting all the onus on the police. What about all of the out of control crime in the community? No, I agree with that. I'm not saying that police, those are not police officers. Those are just just men that didn't didn't use their emotions properly. I don't blame the police. No, but, I blame but them what personally. what I'm, what I'm trying to say, John, that what I'm trying to yeah. say, there's no justification for what these uh, yeah. thugs did to to this young man. There's no justification. All I'm trying to say to you is that if if you get ten telephone calls, ten, radio calls, whatever it may be, and ten out of ten are about inner city crime most right. often involving African-Americans. You don't think that's going to, even if you're African-American, you don't think that's going to change your view of the world? They don't belong to be there. If they can't maintain a mental stability, okay. they've got to be okay. out of there. Because they should be, every so often there should be some evaluation. And like anything else, if you go through it, these guys say, hey, it's not, 
get them out because these guys, if they can't handle them, the, the ability of that, they got to get out of there because it's affecting society. And that was uncalled. That poor kid didn't deserve it. And he got to run because he feared his life. He was so emotional, he had to run away out of all this desperation, and they pummeled him. Just despicable. Those, those not police officers, those are real nasty people. Nasty. The well, power he, went to the head. He was, he was punished and lost his life because he ran yep. out of fear. It's clear. Yep, exactly. That uh, that guy he was, and he was he was respectful. He didn't say nothing to him. Like he was not a despicable guy. He did nothing. Said nothing to those guys. They were in fact. In fact, he said he said, "What did I do? What did I do?" John, I I thank you for the call. Let's go to Alan in the Rockaways. Good morning, Alan. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. I'd like to comment uh, on this whole crime and gun situation. This is the no-brainer of our lifetimes. Gun control is a necessity. If okay, wait, I wait, 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 Alan, 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 what does gun control have to do with the topic of what I'm dealing with this morning? We're talking about violence. As far as business in, in Tennessee, that's beneath contempt. What these people, uh, what these officers did was just an absolute abominable crime, okay? But I'm I'm talking in general uh, on the issue of violence, on the issue of guns. The United States has to enact laws that make it nearly impossible to own a gun. They did it in New in New Zealand. I remember a year or so ago, uh, the Prime Minister. We have to. Do, this is an absolute. If, look, nobody is saying that if we enact this law that nobody will ever be murdered again. We're not going to be able to change human nature. But Alan, but, but minimize, with, with, with all due respect, de- Alan, with all due respect, you're wasting your breath. You just said we, we should do what New Zealand did. That's never going to happen here in America. It, 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 it may be wishful thinking, and, and maybe some will feel that it should happen. That will never happen in America. So so we've got to come up with another solution because it's just not going to happen. I do thank you for the call. Thank you, Alan, uh, from the Rockaways. David in the Bronx. Good morning, David. What's on your mind? Yes, good morning, Dominic. I, I want to uh, talk about something that you brought up very early in the program, about the standards being lowered in um, Memphis in the police department. A big part of that has to do with the low pay. I actually looked this up on Friday. The average pay in, in Memphis is 54000 and change a year for the entire department. This is a problem all over the country. Frank talked about it on his show where they're lowering standards um, because of the low pay. We need to do something. I don't know if the feds have to send more money. They, to the they, local they're not just department. lowering standards, David, because of, uh, because of low pay. That's not the only reason. That may be the reason that's cited in the public. But you know, just like I know, why they're lowering standards. Diversity. We do. We do know that, right? Yeah. We. Yes, that's true too. They want to increase the diversity, so they have to lower the standards for that. They, too. They, I'm not saying that it's. I'm not saying that it's accurate, but they they they're under tremendous pressure to get more minorities on the force, and they feel meaning they is defined as the persons or the people making this decision that in order to get more minorities on the job, that they have to lower standards. That's the real reason why the standards are lowered, but go ahead. Okay. Got that. I, I can see that that's not something I'm going to argue with you about because let's, let's be honest with each other. We always are that that is in no doubt going on all over the place, but I think it is important to increase the pay because you're not going to attract good people with, with crummy pay. I mean, that's what's happening. I mean, these guys, I think a couple of them were uh, barely got any college credits at all or none. That, that right. is Some, not but, but David, but David, but David, it sounds wonderful to say increase the pay. Where's the money going to come from? If the, see, see, this is my whole point. This is my whole point that we as people of color don't understand. When you lose the people that are paying taxes, what do you think is going to happen to the tax base? Right. David, I, I'm no, really I asking you this question. Right. So, I, so, listen, so I, if, if you don't if you don't have the tax base because you ran away the taxpayers, then how are you gonna hire anybody when you don't have the money? Well, no, that's true, but I think you're referring to here. I mean, in Memphis, I doubt they had a huge tax base to begin with. I mean, you listen, we talked about education in the black community and all these other things. 
these are areas with a very low tax base to begin with. If your property values are not high, you're not going to have the tax base. And that's an issue in black communities all over this country. And that's never going to be fixed, at least not in our lifetime. But well, I got all, all I know, question. David, is that we're, we're running away taxpayers in New York and right. we're not paying attention to the fact you know, we, we think we think that there's an endless pot of money that government is always going to be there and that the money's always going to flow in. I don't know where we get this logic from, but people seem to have this opinion. Right. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. I'm actually a lot more fiscally conservative than you might think. But uh, let me just ask you a quick question before I go. Um, you made an observation, which I thought was very interesting, and I hadn't heard from anybody else in the media about the um, videotape from Memphis. Now, you had said that the, um, the uh, body cam footage was a lot less incriminating than the um, footage from the overhead. Yes. Um, do you believe that if it was just the body cam, that they would be cleared? If it was just, I already answered that, David. They would, they would be cleared oh, okay. if it was just the body cam. And, oh, okay. and as somebody that, that's an investigative reporter that dealt with police brutality, I am telling you, it is my opinion that they knew that what was on video, they would be cleared. But what they didn't understand was that that camera from above, the one, and thank you for the call, David, the camera from above that was looking down. They did not know about that camera. John in Brooklyn, good morning. What's on your mind? Uh, this is absolutely disgusting. I, I am as revolted as you are. The only thing I'm concerned about, do we need to have people like Al Sharpton coming down to speak their mind about the incident? I, I don't want to see this situation inflamed further than it has been. Okay, so, so John, I, I want to ask you a question, I, because I, and you're, you're asking a very good question. But I, I want to ask, so, so... No matter what the family wants, in which the family wants Sharpton to deliver the eulogy, he shouldn't go because some people feel that, that he will further um, make the situation worse? That's that's a, a concern I have. Wait, wait, wait. But you didn't answer no. my question. My question was the mother and father wants Sharpton to deliver the eulogy. So you're telling me that he shouldn't that, that that he should just ignore their request because it'll make some other people happy that he's not there. Yeah, that's a different. Uh, I don't know how really how to answer it. Uh, but but see, John, what I'm based, trying to what I'm trying to explain right. to you is that's the reality. I understand. And the 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 mother the mother and father want him. I, I got to wrap this up, John. I wish I had more time. I'm joined now by Frank Morano. And Frank, as you know, we're short on time here. But what do you have coming up this morning? All right. Well, we're going to get into uh, this situation, uh, including the uh, interesting situation involving Paul Pelosi and the body camera footage and the 911 tapes that were released there. And I'm going to be joined by a couple. You might have seen the uh, op-ed they wrote in the New York Post this weekend that said the best thing for society is for everybody to have a lot of children. We'll find out why. we got commendations and some fun stuff as well. All right. Well, that sounds wonderful. Frank Marano and the other side of Midnight is coming up right now. But first, news headlines with Alex Barnard. I'll be back tonight, not just at midnight, but also at 10 p.m. I'll see you then. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.